I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. And as always, we've got a lot of ground to cover in the fastest 60 minutes of radio as we actually try to slow things down, help you divide the rage from the reason, elevate the conversation, connect all the dots, and help you make the news make sense today. Uh, Because there's a lot of confusing stuff going on out there. There's a lot of mixed messages. There's a lot of inaccurate information from everything from debates and presidential elections to COVID-19 and pandemic uh, and everything in between. And so it's our job to make sure we're slowing things down enough, uh, that we're questioning enough, Uh, that we're helping you question enough to make sure we get to the truth, uh, that we show the right amount of restraint, respect, and reverence for other people and other people's opinions and points of view, and then how we actually look at where the solutions come from to make our society here in the state of Utah, across the country, and around the world just a little bit better, uh, because I believe it can be done. And that's what we're going to try to break down and actually do today here on Inside Sources so we've got a full hour to go, and uh, as I said, a lot of ground to cover, so let's uh, let's get right at it. Uh, we are just 33 days to the election. Your voice, your vote 2020. Well, a lot happening on the political front, and let's start with the policy front, the governing front, because that's always the most important, that we have to govern in the midst of all of this uh, chaos from the campaigns. The governing actually matters. It's what we actually hire and elect these folks to do. Uh, Today, the president signed a temporary government funding bill. This will fund the government uh, through December 11th. So that uh, takes off the table any possibility of any kind of government shutdown uh, when the uh, new fiscal year starts today. Uh, uh, Yesterday was really the deadline uh, for the funding to be extended so this uh, the temporary thing, we'll get to that in just a second. Again, it expires, of course, amazingly, shockingly, it's going to expire after the first Tuesday of November. So that gives everyone in Congress a free pass to not have to deal with this as an issue. Uh, but let's talk about what this really is, because this, this is important for us to understand. Everybody can cheer and say, oh, yay, Congress came together. The House and the Senate both passed spending bills. Uh, that's going to keep the government funded, no government shutdown, three cheers. Uh, Let's be really clear about what uh, just happened. So what the president signed is what is called a continuing resolution. This is not a budget. This does not satisfy what Congress is demanded to do in the Constitution. This is simply a continuing resolution. And what that does is it basically puts everything on autopilot. So even though even though we will spend more than a trillion dollars than we have this year as a country, 
uh, probably closer to $3 trillion this year because of the coronavirus. But we're going to keep spending at the same pace and the same level because we've the president signed today this continuing resolution that was ha- uh, passed by the Democrat-controlled House and the Republican-controlled Senate. Uh, while averting a government shutdown is a good thing, certainty is very important in the time that we live in. But what we cannot do, what we must not do, is let Congress off the hook and give them three cheers for not doing their job. Uh, I thought it was hilarious. A couple of days ago, uh, the uh, a little bit cantankerous George Will uh, from the Washington Post, uh, he's he's always grumpy when it comes to spending. And rightly so. I actually cheer his grumpiness when it comes to uh, when it comes to the spending. And he said that since the uh, Washington football team in the NFL uh, has no mascot, that he thought uh, he could come up with the right mascot for the Washington football franchise. And he came up with the very stellar, very appropriate name of the Washington Continuing Resolutions. Because it is how Washington is governing right now. You could put a big CR on the side of the helmet uh, in gold. That would be very appropriate because they're very expensive. Uh, and so, again, slowing it down, looking at what it really is and what it is not. This is not a budget. This is not Congress doing their job. This is not uh, having them be accountable and responsible for making hard choices about what to spend on and what not to spend on. Because currently... This continuing resolution just keeps all the spending in place. No one has to bat an eye. No one has to cinch a belt. No one has to change a thing in terms of their spending. And it gives Congress a pass so they don't have to talk about not doing their job leading up to the November election. And to me, that is problematic on 67 different fronts. And we know Uh, As we get closer and closer to $30 trillion of debt as a country, even our military leaders recognize that the greatest threat to our democracy is not foreign powers, not foreign influence on elections, uh, not what's going on in the economy. The greatest threat is our debt. And that's a conversation we've got to get to. But once again, Congress has kicked the can down the road, conveniently kicked it right on past that first Tuesday of November so that they can uh, slide on through, have their Thanksgiving, and then they'll come back and we're gonna. I'm going to tell Kellyanne, you need to uh, mark the tape. We're going to replay this tape when we get to December the 11th uh, because this is what will happen. No one will talk about this issue between now and Thanksgiving. It will be non-issue. And then when we get past Thanksgiving, then suddenly there's going to be an emergency because on December 11th, we're going to run out of money and we'll have to shut the government down right before Christmas. How can we do that? And they'll say, oh, maybe what we should do is let's pass a continuing resolution to just, you know, get us into January, get us past the inauguration, get us past the uncertainty we have right now. And they'll do the same thing again. And it will be done just as this one was behind closed doors in backroom deals, and signed late at night at the last possible moment. Uh, We need to expect more. We need to demand more. As voters, as citizens of this country, uh, the debt will get us. And sadly, this may be the biggest example 
of taxation without representation. And what I mean by that is all the debt that's being racked up by this continuing resolution and all the other spending that's going on uh, is not going to be not going to hit me and you quite so hard. It'll hit our kids for sure. Our grandkids, great grandkids, they're in big trouble. And most of them, their parents haven't even met yet. Uh, They are not represented. And this is the big bill they're going to have to pay. And we got to get beyond that. We have to do better than that. Uh, as a country. So yes, it's good. We are not going to shut the government down. It is horrible that we do not have members of Congress who can sit in a room or on the floor of the House and on the floor of the Senate in front of the American people have a debate and make a choice about what we're going to spend on, what we have money to actually spend on, and then lay out the plan and do their job as outlined in the Constitution. They need to go through each of the 12 or 13 Uh, categories of funding and they need to have a budget and they need to have a vote and then the president needs to sign it that's what it says and there's no reason there's no reason that shouldn't happen every single year the state of utah does that our legislature does that our governor does that our families do that on a regular basis and we just have got to do that and do it better and demand it coming out of washington All right, we're going to step aside. When we come back, we're going to talk about dads. Uh, Debbie Dejanovic and uh, Dave have a special coming up as part of conference weekend specials here on KSL News Radio. You don't want to miss this. Stay tuned. On we'll be right back. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. 